Hey, hey, what's up? It's Azizu back again, East Society Podcast. And this is another special edition. Before I go any further, it's the Nez. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? You're back. Uh, not on the regular network. We're over here on Anchor. So you know what time it is. It's Anchor time as well as List time. But before we dive into the List, uh, the Zisu here just went down to the bay to cheer on yeah. uh, his Golden State Warriors. He is a member of the Dub Nation. I am not. You guys, if you could new to the show. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, was your first time in there, yeah? Yeah, first time. I'm in the new arena. It had been years since I was uh, able to go to a game, but uh, uh, Jade hooked up the tickets as a gift, so that was really cool. Little did she know when she got it that uh, it was going to be such a momentous occasion of a game. Honestly, when she first got it, I was excited just to go no matter what, but I was a little worried. We're here at the start of the year against a team that – Traditionally, uh, they're on the way up. They actually had a pretty good start to the season, but they are a young team. And, um, you know, for the most part, a lot of people are not getting excited about the Cleveland Cavs these days. Uh, they do have the a player that could be rookie of the year. They got a guy in his second or third year that's on his way up. So they got some, like, young players, but... Uh, normally this wouldn't be nearly as exciting a game, but it ended up being a really big one because after 900, over 900 days away from the game, Clay Thompson made his long-awaited return to the game. He had been out since June of 2019, and in the meantime had suffered two huge injuries that kept him out the last couple of years. So uh, it was... Crazy and amazing to be there. Obviously, uh, it was near full, ton of people. And what was even crazier, too, is I kind of had a feeling it would go this way, but, like, everything just went so fast. We got there with, like, plenty of time. We, we, we parked around uh, 1.30, 1.40-ish, and uh, the game didn't start till. Um, like 5.30, 6 o'clock, but still just like making our way over to the stadium, looking around a little. By the time we were in the team store, it was already like they were letting people in. So I was like, oh, we better get over there and get in. And then as soon as we got in to the game, um, we were like looking around at food. And before you knew it, there was a huge buzz. And we we're like, oh, what's going on? And we ran to like, even though we weren't on that like lower level. Uh, we ran over to the lower level door and Clay was coming out to warm up already. We hadn't even like looked around at the food options and already it was out. And the usher was nice enough. They're like, they're like, yeah, yeah, come in. Like, obviously, like, just, you know, stay out of the aisle. But yeah, feel free, like take pictures, you know, everything. So that was super cool of them. And then, yeah, like I said, before you know it, um, we picked out food. Uh, got to our seats and before you know it like the minutes were counting down to the game and then yeah it was like obviously like such a big moment his introduction it's online I definitely recommend checking out that out because it was such a buzz in the building so and then uh, once the game got it going it was crazy like I was trying to like record on my phone all the big moments but it's crazy before you knew it he actually scored the first points of the game so um, that was like Unexpected. I wasn't even ready to start recording. I was like, 
uh, it'll take a minute to like swing in, but like like seconds into the game, like Clay scored. So uh, we were losing it for that. And uh, but it was a perfect opponent for him to come back to. Um, you know, because Cavs, well, they got some young talent. Um, even with a, a like a subpar shooting night, the the Warriors got the win. But honestly, they're probably in uh, one of their worst uh, patches of the year right now. They just lost as we were recording tonight on the road at Memphis. Um, Memphis is a top team in the West. Um, they were the four seed. I think they m- might have uh, crept up to even the third seed right now. So. Um, and they definitely treat us like a big rival and, uh, I think the Warriors need to, uh, start respecting them the same way. So, but yeah, I mean, overall, uh, super glad I was able to go. It just went so fast. I feel like I didn't even see all the like restaurants in there. Um, when at halftime, I tried to go to the restroom. Of course, everybody else is doing the same thing. It was a long line. I tried to run across the other side of the stadium, found a, a better uh, restroom. But then before you know it, Jade's messaging me. She's like, four minutes till the third. So it's funny, like, when you're at home and the game feels like, oh, come on, let's go, and these commercials, and, like, let's go. But then, of course, when you're there, like, it's so fast. Like, it just moves. And before you know it, it was over, and we're out of there. We got to see a little of the post game, and then – that was that. So overall, it was super awesome. I was glad I went. And um, as crazy as it sounds, it's probably the biggest game I ever attended uh, for the Warriors. Because um, you go back to uh, the run TMC days, probably the biggest game I went to there was, uh, I remember we were beaten uh, way back in the 90s, we were beating the Heat big. And we were just looking to get the win plus 125 points, got like, pizza for everybody in the arena so that was a big moment there and then um, you know uh, other years like we we go like we went um when the celtics had uh, garnett allen pierce rondo that was kind of funny too uh, we saw rondo in his heyday uh with that uh big celtics team and now uh, here he is at the end of his career. He just got traded to the Cavs, and uh, he was doing actually rather well. I think he scored like 12 in the game. So I know I've been rambling, but yeah, um, super glad I went, and it was super fun. <laughs> How was uh, getting in? I mean, did they card you and all that? Yes, but not bad at all. Like I said, um, we were over at the team store, and you know, we took our time with that. And then that was really cool too. Like a band came playing in. Uh, if you follow uh, Jade on Insta, you might have seen she uh, posted that in her stories. Uh, that was really cool. Uh, but as the band, you know, was playing, I was like looking and the line was already going. So uh, we then quickly made our way around right after the team shop. And there was like a first, like it was just all one line, but it was like halfway through the line. There was somebody with a clipboard and they just checked your vax card and you were good to go uh jade was telling me that uh, she checked the chase website and the social and all that and i guess it's gonna the rules are gonna change here on february 1st where you need that booster so uh, as of right now i just have the uh the main first two shots but uh had this game after vin after february 1st i wouldn't need to show proof of the booster too i do gotta say uh, being in the arena, um, 
like it's one thing like going to theater like you just don't know you know who has it and who doesn't around you but like it was something about being in the arena i was like man everybody in here has the vax that doesn't mean you can't carry it or you know you're going to be completely protected from it but i was like you feel like pretty good like pretty safe obviously considering everybody had to be vaxxed that was in there so um obviously they still want you to wear your mask around but uh, personally i felt all i felt all right like sitting um in my seat in the stands uh obviously without it like when we got up of course you you know you throw it on and everything like that but uh yeah no it didn't take too long to get through because like i said one stop to check the vax card they just checked it up okay you know continue in line and you get up front put your stuff in the thing go through the little buzzer take your thing and then one final stop at the door they scan your ticket jade had them on their phone and you're in and that's that so i'd say it wasn't bad at all especially considering how many people that were there like it all of a sudden became this like you know huge event where everybody came out to jade said when i first dropped her off to get that picture with the pops that um, she heard, like, overheard security being like, oh, man, it's going to be so many people today. Like, I wish I wasn't working today. <laughs> like, so that was funny. But, yeah, it was good. The thing that makes me laugh about, they, they fucking basically strip search you before you go in. But once you get in, they could give in fuck sure. on if you're wearing sure. your mask or anything. And I'm like, right. well, what's, the, what's the point of you guys doing all this if once you get in the door, ah, eh, it's a free-for-all, do, it, do what you want. The thing, well, yeah. Reno, they, the Reno don't give a fuck at all. They act like nothing's sure. happening over there. <laughs> but anyway, um, but then when we went to the to the base strikes back, they were like, yeah, you got to have this, you got to have that. And I was like, all right, cool. That makes me feel a little bit safer. But then when once right. we got in, nobody cared. Right. I was like, oh, hell no. I, mean, I kept my mask <laughs> on that whole time, but I was like, damn. Yeah. So I, I don't yeah. know, but. The way this everything is going right now, I mean, a lot of people that I know are are getting sick and they are getting over it. But right. I'm just like, man, it's, it just this one seems to be hitting a little bit, uh, a little bit harder. Yeah, um, no, for sure. It uh, feels it, like it's more contagious. Yeah, um, I was at court today and we had somebody come in and she was like. Oh, I don't know about this. Like, I don't feel safe. Like, there's like a million cases yesterday, and I was like, well, I don't know if there's a million people in Humboldt County, but <laughs> I mean that that's <laughs> a right. cases if, in the uh, in the nation. <laughs> I that might be. A, I know we're supposed to be talking about the list, but hold on. Last thing, um, I know that that should be okay. I mean, like, look, if you don't feel, I don't feel safe being here. Uh, other than you just don't want to do jury duty, <laughs> but right. I mean, oh, yeah. that that could be an excuse. Like, look, I don't, I don't feel safe. I don't, I don't care what you say or anything. I don't know any of these people that are in here, but sure. that's like going into yeah. anywhere, anywhere you go. Yeah. You don't, you don't know anyone. <laughs> but I'm, I don't know, man. It's just, it seems like it's just gonna get worse with the, other right. than a lot of people. Not everybody, but there's a lot of people that just act like. This is nothing. And ah, it's nothing. Ah, whatever. It's fake. Da, da, da. There's still a bunch of idiots out there that think this is fake. I'm, like, I'm like, really? <laughs> nothing yeah. like this has happened ever in our lifetime. Yeah. yeah what, what's, what's fake about it? If you get what's it and you, and you survive, cool. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> but there was a lot of people in the millions of people in this world that didn't. 
survive. So yeah, and I know everyone's got to go at, at some point, but you don't want to go like that. You don't want to so, rush. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to um, rush it. <laughs> so yeah. Like you were saying, like the difference was like hundred years ago when it was the last big thing, like people didn't move around like they do now. Like the spread doesn't spread like, you know, even just me going running down to the Bay area, like a hundred years ago, you wouldn't just be making those kind of moves all over the place. So, yeah, but, um, but one, two, two quick last notes I wanted to add in. Um, interestingly, um, one, um, <laughs> I wish my hands were free. Oh, um, I do got to say for the most part, like, um, good crowd around us, no problem and everything like that. But, um, the guys right down from us, like they were hammering beers. And by the time the fourth quarter came around, the guy, um, he was like four seats down from me to the left, but like his head was hanging. Like he was passed out drunk. (laughs) Like I was like, damn. And little did I know, like, um, it's like whatever it's just it happens but i got a little (laughs) viewfinder as a little gift and i had it and like before i knew it at the very end of the game i didn't realize but his spilled beer like crept all the way down and like hit the bottom of my box the the bottom of my uh, viewfinder box got ruined so uh so be it uh they did give away a free uh, towel was the giveaway for the game was hanging on everybody's seat. So, um, I was waiting to see if by halftime, um, the people, the seat next to me was open. I was going to grab that extra towel. And before you knew it, like if either the people sitting behind me or somebody had grabbed it before I even realized. So I wasn't able to grab an extra. Um, but anyways, uh, and if my hands weren't full on the way out, I was totally going to take a, a, a video of this guy. I actually, I'm, I'm, I wish I just would have had Jade carry all the stuff and I would have, uh, what would you buy? You the whole stadium? Uh, loved it. Huh? What'd you buy the whole stadium? <laughs> what was that? What did you buy the whole stadium? If your oh, no, no, hands no, were no. full? No. Um, I had the little viewfinder and then I had the like, um, uh, collector's cup drink thing which actually was a good deal i know everybody says like food is mad expensive and don't get me wrong it was it was mad expensive but they had a little collector's uh cup and they had refill refillable sodas on your own you didn't even have to go up to the thing they had like soda fountains like everywhere so you could hella just refill on that so good deal there so i had a full soda I had the viewfinder in my hand and everything like that and the towel that they gave you. So my hands are full. But, yeah, on the way out, uh, as you know, that was Sunday and that was uh, the last day of the NFL season. And uh, Niners had clinched right before the game. The Raiders and the Chargers were playing as we left. And the guy right in front of us as we go out, (laughs) almost nonstop, he was yelling, Niners! Niners! And I, and I, it, it got a little annoying, but I was like, oh, man, I, I regretted not uh, recording for that because I know how much you would have loved it to uh, hear no, that. You should have said, sucks. <laughs> That's what you should have said. 
And well, the one thing that was funny was somebody in like response to him was like, Warriors. And he turned around to them. He's like, yeah, yeah, Warriors too. But, you know, Niners in the playoffs, right? They ain't going to no Super Bowl. <laughs> Raiders ain't either. I don't care what any of you guys no. say. No, the, honestly, they're probably going out this first weekend. So. Of course they are. But, they're... yeah. Anyways. None of them are <laughs> going. What if both of them got there? Who? who <laughs> you got to root for somebody. Um, yeah. uh, Niners. If, hell no. I'll root for the Raiders before I root for them. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, shout out to I'm my buddy Hat. That uh, E-40 song. Uh, that's what I texted you. They were playing that in the arena. They showed it on the thing, and they were like, bang, bang, Niner gang. Now, we beat them <laughs> twice, so, yeah. Oh, all yeah. United, all you Niner gangs, Seahawks, we whooped that ass twice. <laughs> right? You got nothing to say to us. But, um, yep, <laughs> exactly. All right, everyone. <laughs> Sounds like you had a good time. Good. I threw up some yeah. pictures of them on uh, the East Society Instagram page, so check them out. But, all right, everyone, yep. this, this is why we're here. Um, that was ESP Sports. Now on right. to the li- <laughs> now on to the list. Uh, this is coming from Screen Rant, and this is ten great films by famous directors that were box office flops. Ah, nice. <laughs> by all accounts, these ten great films by some of the best directors in the world should have been box office hits, but they sadly fell short. All right, um, I'm just looking at the picture. I've seen two of these films, but. Let's get to this list. All righty. Coming in at number 10. This is one of the Zisu's favorite. It was all right. But um, this is Blade Runner 2049. Oh, uh, love it. How do you say this guy's name? The director? Uh, Dene Villanois. Yeah, I am. Um, I, again, we've talked, we've mentioned, geez, we've mentioned Blade Runner 2049 the last few lists. So much, um, yeah. You guys know how we feel about it. I need to rewatch it. I have it here. I just have not watched it uh, in a while. Um, so, but I mean, you obviously love it. So, love it. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll go through the list before we agree. But it did flop. I remember that. This yeah, one- which was too bad because um, I loved it. I understand why it did, though. <laughs> Honestly, I'm surprised that. Dune did so well because uh, that was Denny Villanueva too, and while he has great cinematography, like it's not the most crowd friendly. So it's interesting that he flopped on Blade Runner, but was able to make Dune work. At least, like we still got to talk about Dune, but Dune did well financially. So. Speaking of Dune, it came out on uh, 4K, Blu-ray, Steelbook, all that today, as well as Halloween Kills. I missed both of them. <laughs> they sold out? Yes, I just completely forgot about them. I'm not really yeah. sweating. I'm not really sweating Dune. It's the Halloween Kills yeah. one. Uh, I see what you guys are charging for on 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 um, eBay. I, I don't know. I have a feeling I'm going to pull the trigger, then I'm going to walk into Best Buy, and they're going to have some. And then I'll be there. Yeah. Yeah, but all right. Anyway, on to number nine. I saw this movie once a long time ago. I do not remember any of it at all. But this is coming in at number nine, Citizen Kane, directed by Orson Welles. Do you did you see this one? Yes. Yeah. And it's something um I wouldn't say I revisited recently, but um 
gosh, okay, yeah, not even, not fair to say recently at all. I'd say probably uh, <laughs> back around 2012 was the last time uh, I watched it. But you know, it sticks with you. Um, it's crazy to consider it a flop because yeah, I mean, after the fact, uh, I know it's 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 always thrown around in like film circle audiences as like one of the greatest movies of all time. That's what's funny to see it. Um, I feel like it has that reputation, but I don't know if I'd come to that uh, conclusion on my own just from watching it without knowing that it had that hype, you know? Yeah, we saw this when I was in ninth grade, so junior high. Um, I don't remember what we were watching it for for some class that I had. And I remember sitting there, uh, and I was the mo- I was still I was a movie buff even way back then. Um, and I'm like, okay, okay, I've heard of this film, I've seen it in magazines and books. Uh, no internet for boys and girls for you younger listeners. So um, I was like, okay, I can say I seen it in in my lifetime. I remember the only this is what I remember the most. Everybody just like, oh my god, this movie is so boring. I had to like, <laughs> I was getting mad because I wanted to watch it. I wanted to sit there. We it, we didn't get to watch it in one take, however long class was, and then we had to come back sure. and the next day. <laughs> um, but all I remember is how everybody goes, oh, and I remember <laughs> the teacher going, shut up. Uh, different times, uh, boys and girls, they could tell us to shut up back then. <laughs> but uh, Citizen Kane came out in 1941. Following the death of a publishing tycoon, Charles Foster Kane, reporters scrambled to uncover the meaning of his final uh, underhand rosebud. Okay. Rosebud. I do. Over my head. Spoiler alert. Do you remember what it, what it is, what it means? I do not. It says uh, Beloved Sled, which I guess it's supposed to be deep because it's like, oh, you, everybody thought it was like his love or it was this or that. And in the end, it was just like this beloved childhood item. <laughs> oh, shit. That kind of brings us up. Some kind of memory, but I don't know. Uh, I'd have to rewatch this again and I'd be able to since now I'm old man, uh, be able to probably appreciate it more. But even back then, I wanted to watch it to say I'd seen it. And I right. did say I'd seen it, but I don't remember it. All right, on to number eight. I love this movie. Uh, and I do remember it not uh, doing that good in the box office. Coming in at number eight, this is a Spike Lee joint. And this is Clockers. I love this one. Did you see this one? I need to look it up real quick because it sounds familiar, but I need to be reminded. Uh, Harvey Keitel, John Turturro, Delroy Lindo, Mackay Pfeiffer, Isaiah Washington, Keith David. Um, I remember Sticky Fingers was in it and Bamboo, uh, Frago Star. I remember them in it and Thomas Jefferson. Uh, Snakes was in this. Michael Imperali, however the hell you say his name. For those of you guys who remember him from uh, Sopranos. Um, okay. Young, young drug pushers in the projects of Brooklyn. Brooklyn, hit that biggie. Where Brooklyn at? Where Brooklyn at? Where Brooklyn at? Where Brooklyn at? We gonna do it like this. 
live hard and in the house. <laughs> live hard, dangerous lives, trapped between their drug bosses and the directives out to, to stop them. Um, this was directed by Spike Lee, and I believe, um, uh, uh, yeah, Spike Lee, he's an Academy Award winner. Uh, Academy Award winner um, Martin Scorsese was uh, one of the producers of this. If you guys are familiar with Scorsese's um, uh, film work and, and the way he films his films, I mean, this you could totally tell this was this was the Spike Lee joint. Uh, of course, he makes his uh, his little cameos like he does in most of his films, but the way they filmed it, I think Spike was kind of paying homage to Scorsese because um, if you guys remember how Taxi Driver looked, uh, Mean Streets, uh, Raging Bull, and stuff like that, his or his earlier films, that's how Clockers looked. Right, it had that feel. So. I mean, I love this movie. Yeah, and I, I do remember not a lot of people liking this. And oh, I was slow and boring. Nothing was happening. This is what, mid-90s? Yeah, 95. I remember seeing it in the theater, and I was the only one in there. Because like, I, I remember I went before I went to work. And I was like, oh, man, I, I liked it. I mean, I still love this movie. But um, didn't do too good in the box office, so. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen this. Um, after looking at it, I do remember it now. But yeah, like a long time ago and definitely hadn't uh, haven't seen it in years. <laughs> Probably I, since the 90s. Uh, if uh, I, I did not look at this list, we never look at them before we start talking about them. There was a movie, Summer of Sam. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was a Spike Lee joint. I mean, that, that one was okay. But... That one seemed to me. I would put that on on this list before Clockers, but who knows? Well, maybe we'll see. Maybe he gets um, double. Ah, this is a film that we covered. We just talked a little bit about the new one, but this is the original one, the David Lynch film, Dune. All right. If you guys want to really, really listen to it uh, and to what we thought about it, we'll give you a little bit for those of you that are new to the show. You're new. Welcome. Go back on the regular network. We did a. ESP at the movies. Uh, shout out to brother Chris. He came on and we all talked about David Lynch's Doom. Uh, the Zisu and I, Zisu, you still kind of seemed like you had the same issues with it when you first seen it. Oh, but yeah. for me, it was, it was kind of a shocker to everyone. I hated this movie the first time I saw it. <laughs> right, but then right. rewatching it, that when we, when we did it, I love this movie now. So I went out and bought the Blu-ray. I see that there's a steelbook out there, and I said, dang it, you're going to make me spend 50 bucks on that. <sighs> I think I will. I think I'll spend 50 on the on David Lynch's Dune before I drop 50 on the new one. But, right. um, yeah, we're getting part two for the uh, the new one. Is it next year or two years? Uh, probably two years since they <laughs> surprisingly didn't get the uh, didn't get the next part ready. They didn't film it until the first one was uh, a surprise hit, really. I thought they would have just filmed it all the way and then just chopped it in half, but I don't know. But yeah, uh, David Lynch's Dune coming in at number seven. All right, number six, another David Fincher. Oh, no, I'm sorry, David Fincher this time. Um, yeah, I remember this not doing good in the box office, and a, a lot of people didn't care for it. Um 
but the name, the title was a little misleading. I wanted more of that, and then it turned into something else. And this is David Fincher's Fight Club. Okay. Uh, okay. So, but I I enjoyed it. I mean, I still love it now. I just recently rewatched it. Um, I think it's on HBO Max. One of these. I'm pretty sure these, it is. Yeah. It was it was on one of these ones, and I'm like, hey, it's on here. I want to say Netflix, but I can't be sure. But anyway, uh, an insomnic office uh, worker. Uh, and a devil uh, may care soap maker form an underground fight club that evolves into much, much more. Yeah, that's pretty much what the film is. Uh, Academy Award winner Brad Pitt and I think he's Academy Award nominee uh, Edward Norton and the great Meatloaf and everyone else that's in this film. Also, uh, Helena Bonham Carter. She's in this film. But I love this movie. I thought it was an awesome film. And uh, I know some people are like, well, there should have been a part two. No, there shouldn't have been. Just leave it alone. No. <laughs> it, w- yeah. it wouldn't work as, as, a, as a, a, another film. I mean, this, if you, did, if you didn't, I, when I'd seen it, I was, it wasn't spoiled to me. So when the reveal came, I went, whoa, okay. So, but I love this film. And yeah, I remember it. I mean, when I saw it, there was a couple guys in there. It wasn't like. And I saw this like the night it came out. And I remember that it not being that many people. And I think I saw the night it came out. Well, whenever I saw it, there wasn't hardly anybody in it. Did you see that one in the theater? I did. Uh, this kind of goes in that era. Uh, for me, I throw it in there with Matrix, with Blair Witch, with Sixth Sense. Uh, at the end of the 90s there, there were all these buzzy films that are people were like, you got to see it like it was like almost like an urban legend to it. And uh, Fight Club was definitely in that like, oh, yeah, don't don't let anybody talk to you about it. You just got to see it type stuff. So uh, that's definitely one of the reasons uh, I ended up seeing it. And uh, like I got to say, uh, four for four on all of those, like they were definitely uh, benefited from not knowing about them. Like I didn't know anything about Matrix, didn't know anything about Blair Witch, didn't know anything about Fight Club, and so they were all like these awesome reveals. Uh, same for Memento, but I didn't see that in the theater. See that till it uh, was at home. Uh, let me take that back. I'm thinking of another Brad Pitt film. I didn't see this. I remember I rented this the first okay. time. I, I rented it on DVD back when we had rental stores. Um, what the, what the hell Brad Pitt movie was I thinking of? He at at this time he was dropping movies left and right. So I whatever if seven for this I, I <laughs> no I saw that in the theater <laughs> I remember that. But uh, anyway, but hey, I saw the first time I saw it was on on DVD. But anyway, uh, I love this film. If you guys have not seen Fight Club and it hasn't been spoiled spoiled to you, which. If you've gone this uh, far and it hasn't right. been, wow. Okay, cool. But yeah, definitely check it out. Yep, um, for sure. This one I did not see. This is coming at number five. This is directed by Michael Camino, and this is Heaven's Gate. Heaven's hmm. Gate. Let's look that up. <laughs> I don't I don't even know what. No, that's not it. That's something else. Or is it? Let me see. Is this the is one with Chris Christopherson? Yes, Heaven's this is Day. it. Okay. The nineteen eighty one. Never Not heard me. Of it. Uh, during the Johnson County War in eighteen ninety, Wyoming, a sheriff born into wealth does his best protect immigrant farmers from a rich cattle interest. This was directed by who did I say? 
Michael Camino. It's got a big cast. Chris Christopherson, uh, Academy Award winners for Walking, uh, John Hurt. I think he has Academy Award. I'm not sure. Uh, Chucky, Charles Lee Ray, Brad Dourif, uh, Sam Winston. No, Academy Award winner Jeff Bridges. He's in this. Uh, Jeffrey Lewis, rest in peace. Damn, there's hella fools in this. I guess that's uh, why it's considered a flop. <laughs> ah, okay. I was like, well, I was like, well, who, who the hell is this director? It sounds familiar. Uh, the Rose, I seen that. Deer Hunter, I seen that. Thunderbolt, Lightfoot, Magnum Force, Silent Rent. Wow, this guy's got. I think his biggest film was probably Deer Hunter. Um, I'm gonna have to check this out. I've never even heard never of heard of it. Yeah, I never even heard of this film. So, um, I, I don't see everything, uh, boys and girls. So, but almost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll have to check this one out. My dad probably seen it. All right, this one I did not see because I had no interest. This is a film directed by Martin Scorsese, and this is Hugo. Oh and yeah. This, is this one? This one didn't come out that long ago, did it? Yeah, it did. That's like at least ten years ago. Uh, not, that's not that long ago. I'm talking about like. 70s, 60s. Well, I'm talking about Jade was 11. Now she's 21. <laughs> not, that, not that long ago. Uh, so, yeah, this I had no interest in this. I didn't even know Martin Scorsese directed this. I'd actually recommend checking out. I honestly think this film is actually really good. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And I do remember that uh, it was considered sort of a flop. But what's cool about it is it actually is a shout out to um, kind of the origins of cinema. So while it is like a kid's tale, it also is a shout out to like the OG, OG origins of film. The whole like um, that like moon that like the bullet like lands it's like the rocket like shoots it in the eye like they reference that and everything so oh, i'm not even watching this movie why is that got, it's got that little asshole kid hell no i ain't supporting him <laughs> he's just he's just a kid in it. i don't care I, he's a little asshole i ain't supporting him fuck this that is kid. before this is even before uh i don't care fuck that kid man it's don't before come. uh what's the film What's the film? Ender's, Ender's Game. It was before Ender's. I don't give a fuck. Fuck that kid. Uh, go back and listen to one of those episodes where I was going off on this little kid. He did something in <laughs> front of me at Comic-Con. Fuck him. Anyway. Well, uh, do it for Martin. No, fuck that. I, mean, I love you, Martin, but fuck that kid. He, he just ruined it for me, so I ain't, I can't help him. <laughs> oh, fuck do it for Count Dooku. I don't care. No, fuck that kid. Do it for Ben Kingsley. <laughs> He's the main kid in it. He's Hugo. And he's obviously the whole star of this movie. Hell no, fuck him. Anyway, I'm moving it's on. Good. Moving on. It's good. It's no, good. I'm. I'm I refuse to watch that little fucking pricks. Beyond uh, him, movie. it's it's good. But he's <laughs> the star, and he's in it the whole thing. So fuck him, bastard. <laughs> fuck that guy. Anyway, don't come to Comic Con anymore if you're listening. Fucking fuckhead, <laughs> bitch. Anyway, he didn't do nothing to me. He did something to two little girls who disrespected them. So fuck him. Anyway. Uh, Inherent Vice, directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. I have no idea what this is. Oh, boy, is this a hard watch. I was excited because I actually, you know, I, I'm a fan of his work. Uh, 
Punch Drunk Love and uh, There Will Be Blood. Uh, I thought Master was all right. I didn't love it as much as everybody else did. But uh, Inherit Vice, like on paper, sounds amazing. Joaquin Phoenix, Josh Brolin, Owen Wilson, 1970s drug-fueled private investigator, investigates the disappearance of a former girlfriend. Sounds great, but what it feels like and what it's supposed to meant to feel like is like a drug trip. It's like watching it is like that and it's all over the place and it's, it is pretty incoherent, but that's how it's meant to be. So in my opinion, like, Oh boy, it's a tough watch. And not only that, it's, it's, it's on the longer side. It's two hours, 28 minutes. So I remember like going in wanting to love it. This is going to be awesome. And I just found it. It was, tough it's a tough watch got jenna malone in it yeah oh uh, it's I like so, like i said it's it's like a it's like a drug trip and maybe you would actually enjoy it more if uh you experienced it that way <laughs> is it like uh whatchamacallit was a drug trip that one with um obi-wan ian mcgregor uh, train spotting with train spotting was that it? Yeah, right, right. That, that was like that's even more enjoyable though. This one, not so much in my opinion. Like I was like, oh man, it yeah. was rough. It was a rough watch to me. I never heard especially of it. because I wanted to love it. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. I, I never even heard of this film. All right, this one I tried. I really tried because uh, I love the star and I love the director, but. Anyway, this is uh, coming in number two, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, directed by Guy Ritchie. Stars, uh, what's his name? Jax from Sons of Anarchy. Uh, fuck's his name? <laughs> I just had it. Um, someone's screaming. Somebody, somebody's screaming it. Uh, Jax, you guys know. Um um, Charlie Hunnan. Yeah, him. Uh, not this King Arthur. Here is the Legend of the Sword. Um, uh, robbed, robbed of his uh, birthright, Arthur comes up with the hard way in the back alleys of the city. But once he pulls the sword from the stone, he is forced to acknowledge his true legacy, whether he likes it or not. Um, I saw maybe half of this. And I was just like, uh, <laughs> we I, I don't know. Show when this came out, yeah. uh, you go all the way back, uh, you'll hear my review and how uh, this was a private show. <laughs> Nobody else came to see it, and it was opening weekend. We were the only people in there. It was PG-13, <laughs> and you guys said this on the last one we were talking about, uh, I think, A Man from Uncle. It was PG-13 Guy Ritchie. I don't like PG-13 Guy Ritchie. Give me rated R. Guy Ritchie, and then I probably would have enjoyed Man from Uncle as well as this one. But I, I liked Uncle way more. Mm. Than this one. Uh, nothing against everybody in it because there's like a tons and tons of stars, a lot of guys that he reuses. But this movie, I, I just couldn't do it. And I was like, oh, all right, next. But um, yeah, that was coming in number two King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. All right, number yeah. one. Yeah, oh, for ahead. me, it was. Uh, Interesting, different, but overall, no. <laughs> All right, this one. 
I went and saw this in the theater. Oh, excuse me. Um, I loved The Outsiders. Uh, I love Matt Dillon. And uh, this was directed by Francis Ford Coppola, and he did direct The Outsiders. Um, this is Rumblefish. Uh, I remember like, oh, cool. I mean, all I saw was Matt Dillon. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll definitely check this one out. This one came back out in uh, 93. Uh, stars Matt Dillon, uh, Mickey Rourke, uh, Diane Lane, the, the great Dennis Hopper, uh, Nicolas Cage, uh, Chris Penn, uh, Lawrence Fishburne. I believe he was Larry Fishburne back then. And a bunch of other people. Uh, Tom Waits as well. Um, he was also in... Uh, Outsiders for like a second. Uh, Absent-minded street thug Rusty James struggles to live up uh, his legendary older brother's reputation and longs for the days of gang warfare. Um, I love this movie. I read the book after I saw the movie, uh, just like when The Outsiders came came out. I saw the movie and then I read the book. Um, I like this movie. Uh, not one of my favorite Francis Ford Coppola films, but... I think I think it, it, it flopped because The Outsiders was such a big hit at that time when it came out. And then when everyone wanted to go see this and then it just, first of all, wasn't The Outsiders. Um, but I don't know. It just it, it just didn't do good. I remember sitting there watching it and I liked it, but it wasn't one of the movies that I went back and saw the next week, the next weekend. Because when we saw Outsiders and next weekend after, I went and seen it again. Because I love that movie. I like the a theatrical version, not the uh, the whole, excuse me, novel version or whatever the hell that's out now on, on Blu-ray. It's still the same movie and they do add some extra scenes, but they went in there and recut the score, uh, added new music, and it just does not fit at all. I was like, what the hell? What did they do to this movie? Who's, who watched this and said this was okay? I mean, luckily, I have the the original version on um, theatrical version on VHS as well as DVD, so I'm happy. I wish they would put that uh, on Blu-ray, but I don't know. Um, but Rumblefish, uh, I still enjoy this film. I know I have it on VHS somewhere. I never picked up the DVD. Um, I think it's on Blu-ray. I'll have to definitely check it out. But for what it was, man, again, I mean, I loved Matt Dillon. He he was awesome. Uh, not so much in that house that Jack built. Ugh, I don't know what everyone was talking about with that movie. But anyway, uh, Matt Dillon, he, he's an awesome actor. Um, I've always loved him. And uh, I love this film. So, um, But back in this, what, I was 12 years old when I saw this. I wasn't paying attention to box office thing. I think the only box office things I really remember was like Star, Star Wars and E.T. and stuff like that. But this one, uh, I have not seen it in a really long time, but uh, I've seen it enough to um, I've, I've enjoyed this film. Have you seen this one? I haven't. Uh, I remember hearing Breeze talk about it, so I know she's seen it. Um, that's my only reference point to it, though. I haven't seen it myself. Does she like it? Yeah. Yeah, I remember her talking about it. <laughs> all right. Um, well, all right, everyone. That's uh, 10 great films by famous directors that were box office flops. Um, I guess. <laughs> I know Blade Runner flopped, but um, 
Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, Blade Runner 2049 coming in at 10. Number 9, Citizen Kane. Uh, 8, Clockers. 7, Dune. David Lynch's Dune. Uh, Fight Club coming in at number 6. Number 5, Heaven's Gate. Uh, I want to see that one. I've never heard of it. Hugo, I refuse. Uh, number 4, um, Inherit Vice. I want to see this too. Uh, number 3, uh, King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Uh, number two and Rumblefish coming in at number one. So, all right, everyone, that is this list. Ah, I clicked on another list, but it says not available anymore. Go back. So, <laughs> I'll have to find more lists. Um, hmm, the Batman rated peachy. I thought it was gonna be rated R week. Um, then just something else, but. All right, everyone, there is another list that I saw somewhere. I'm going to have to find it, but that is going to be it uh, this episode. Uh, you got some ESP sports in the beginning, and then we ended up with Screen Rants, uh, 10 flops by famous directors. So um, we just dropped uh, the past couple of days. We dropped uh, two episodes for you guys over on the regular network. We dropped the uh, our top uh, top lists of um, uh, comic book movies of 2021. It wasn't a full 10, but we gave you what we gave you. And then we gave you our top 10 lists for best movies of 2021. Uh, definitely go over there and check it out. Everyone that's downloaded it so far, thank you so much. One of my buddies was like, I never even heard of your movie you liked. I'm like, that's why I brought it to you, man. <laughs> Seek it out. But... Um, he had only seen like one or two of the comic book movies. And I'm like, dude, you have every streaming service. And <laughs> I'd say everything's out there streaming, but uh, Spider-Man. I'm not a good copy anyway. But um, I'm like, dude, <sighs> he just refuses to go to the movie theaters, period. Even if nothing was going on, he, he just doesn't like going to movie theater. He goes, I'll just wait. He was loving when everything was just coming. The, the, right. The in the theater and streaming the same day. He was yep. loving all that, but yep. now he's like, nah, I'll just wait yep. till Spider-Man comes out. He goes, it's already been spoiled for me, so what? I'm like, oh, man. You gonna, I said, that well, was probably a little late now. So you had to experience that when it first came out to get everyone hyped up. But anyway, um, but yeah, those uh, two over on the regular network and everything we got here on the Anchor Network. Um, shout out to everyone that's listened to our last Anchor and that was uh, the best spy movies uh, of the 21st century. Uh, I think dude, that's been like the our biggest episode uh, out of the last few anchor ones we hit. Everyone's listening to that one. So, hey, cool, everyone. Um, there's more and more and more over on Anchor. So that if you're listening to a regular network and you don't know about this one, come on. I'm putting it everywhere for you guys. So, But just uh, check out our show. Please uh, spread the word. Got to thank everyone that's listened to us these past, what did I say, six years? Yeah. Yeah, six years. Um, it's been awesome, and, and we love it, and we, and we do it when we can. Well, we wish we could do it every single week, but life gets in the way, and we're busy. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, we, uh, I just gave you two episodes uh, in one week, so you guys should be fine with that, other than here and anchor. We're gonna we're gonna come back uh, with some more uh, lists that I find and uh, whatever else yeah. we have. Um, and the got, show. I got a lot yeah. of movies. <laughs> you got um, uh, NBA check-ins anymore? 
Yeah, I always just fall off on them. I really need to keep <laughs> up better. One thing that uh, has hurt me, though, is uh, just even being able to tune into the games um, with the, the hookups that I get, like the logins, like uh, we get blackouts of games, and it's like, oh, man. The way it, it's so much, it's got me thinking, like, one, I either just need to get um, – NBA league pass, which is actually pretty expensive, or I just need to whatever get back on a a silly uh, somebody's plan, you know. <laughs> Doesn't Joel have one? I, I don't watch enough basketball to, to have any of that. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's got the YouTube TV, so uh, get helped out with the ESPN and the TNT logins. But other than that, um. Nothing like the NBC Sports Bay Area or anything where you get the majority of the Warrior games. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I watch football what, on Paramount or, or uh, Peacock. Yeah, and um, if I have That's to go, uh, I got to go elsewhere. <laughs> I go elsewhere, but. <laughs> But all right, everyone, that's gonna be it. I gotta get these uh these grandkids in, in the bed and I hear them hooting and hollering in the hallways. So but uh all right, uh come back uh really soon. We'll go come back with a few more lists and whatever else as well as a regular episode. Um shout out to my brothers over at the Horror Returns. Uh go check out um the Horror Returns um Guess I should have had this pulled up for you guys. Uh, they have a website for those of you that don't know, but a lot of you that listen to them listen to us. So for those of you that don't know and haven't listened to the horror returns, uh, just to check out the the latest the wrestling the wrestling returns. Brian and I dropped an episode uh, a couple days ago. Um, go to thehorrorreturns.com, uh, buy a t-shirt, all the information for the shows and everything they got is going on there. I believe they have some kind of contest running. I, you're going to have to go over there and find it out. But I think if you email them or whatever, throw your name in the hat, you can be a chance uh, to win a T-shirt. So definitely check that out. Uh, also check out uh, on their network, uh, The Action Returns, another pod that Brian and I do, as well as Stream Fiends. Uh, we got more of that coming for you guys and more coming on here. Uh, as far as everyone been bugging me, Magnus Podcast, of course, I do that whenever I can. I do got... Uh, a guest that I'm going to record with really soon. So definitely um, uh, I'll drop that and you guys can hear that over on the regular network. So but as far as Anchor, just come back and check it frequently and you'll see uh, whenever we throw things up. Because there's no schedule here. It's just whenever we do them. So, uh, But anyway, uh, more Skate Society coming. Uh, I got a video I recorded. I just need to put it up. So uh, check out our YouTube channel. Just search Eat Society and all that. And yeah. That's everything, everyone. Just come back next time. So until then, thank you for listening. Be safe out there, and always remember to party on. Yep. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Till next time, have fun, be safe, and we'll see you next time, you society.